Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, we just did a story that included local updated zoo hours. I don't know if that's that's going to be our school mark. lunch menus are next. <laughs> Lost cats and dogs. <laughs> it was tied into the heat, though, so that's the hook. The fact that the heat, you got to close down the zoo. I'm sure they're doing this in the Phoenix area, too. Can't have the zoo open. It's too hot. The hot, hot heat. And believe what you want to believe about climate change. And I'm a skeptic because of a lot of it's crap. Uh, but there are now insurance companies on both coasts saying we can't write homeowners insurance policies anymore. There are too many natural disasters. Now, part of that is some other factors like insurance commissioners not permitting any rate increases during COVID because it was politically popular. Also, the sky high rebuilding costs right now in construction. Um, but there's something going on climate wise. We've got yet another proof, we think, that Gavin Newsom's running for president, or thinks he's going to. Yeah, uh, first to set it up, CNN is reporting that uh, Joe Biden is not going to run. He has no campaign, something we've been saying for a very long time. Um, We had an insider uh, mention that his mental decline is even worse than has been publicized. And also an insider in the California state capitol saying among Team Gavi, his 2024 run is, quote, a virtual certainty. Which brings us to an utterly horrific story out of Cal Unicornia. Shannon Grove is a Republican. There are plenty of them in California. They're just not enough. Uh, Shannon Grove had offered up a bill that would fix a horrific Uh, truth of California's penal code, which is that you can be caught trafficking child sex slaves repeatedly, and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't pile up. You can still be released from prison early. Repeat offenders aren't punished for being repeat offenders. 
California is soft on child rape. It doesn't count as a strike in the whole three strikes thing if you're transporting a 10-year-old boy around to be used as a sex slave. That's crazy. Right, or seducing a 16-year-old girl into becoming a prostitute and trafficking her all over Oakland. I just read a terrible story about that. It's kind of top of mind. Um, what's yeah, the it's, argu- just, it's, what, what's, it's a, like a misdemeanor. What's the argument for being soft on that? You'd have to ask the members of the Public Safety Committee um, in California. At any rate, um, so they... Uh, they uh, it passed unanimously, this bill, by the way, through the... Democratic-controlled state Senate, but then the Assembly Public Safety Committee, which is controlled by Democrats, uh, quashed it, essentially. And lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, including would-be President Gavin Newsom, said, you did what? What the hell is going on? And now, all of a sudden, it's DEFCON 1, and uh, everybody's rushing around saying, oh, that was a mistake. It was an error. Uh, Paperwork. I don't know. The sun got in my eyes. Yeah, I don't know what we were doing. It falls squarely in line with the the supermajority Democrat assembly's uh, stance that all prisons need to be emptied. Prisons are just a sign of of uh, systemic racism and inequity, and and people just commit crimes because they're misunderstood or because you know the patriarchy forced them to or whatever. And so here comes a bill trying to increase the penalties for one of the most horrific crimes a human being can commit, and the so-called public safety committee defeated it. Well, now uh, Gavi made a call or two, and suddenly the Public Safety Committee wants to have a revote. I'm not sure what they're. Do you know what the current status is, Katie? Uh, I believe that they they did revote last night, and it's moving okay. on to uh, it is moving on to be voted on again. So Assembly Member Liz Ortega, who's a Democrat on that committee, tweeted the following, which I think is bitterly hilarious. On Tuesday, I made a bad decision. What? Voting against legislation targeting really bad people who traffic children was wrong. I regret doing that, and I am going to help get this important legislation passed into law. Well, the responses on the Twitter machine are, as you might expect, uh, bitterly um, uh, cynical about it, including several people uh, expressing the following thought. Okay, but why did you vote against that legislation on Tuesday? What made you change your mind in the last 48 hours? Right. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm genuinely curious how this happened. Well, and then the response to the responses, because the backlash for, from her constituents was swift and harsh. She's only changed her mind now because it will affect her in the future. Uh, they got caught doing what they're doing, etc. Yeah, and it's because it's, you know, you got a one-party state with a supermajority and, and media ain't what it used to be because so many... Uh, newspapers have gone away, et cetera, et cetera. To be able to get away with saying, uh, I made a mistake. What? By the way, on this Bastille Day, I find it interesting that the Committee of Public Safety is involved in allowing sex slavery, because that's what they formed during the French Revolution. It was the Committee of Public Safety. That was the name of the committee that was rounding up people having their heads cut off. (laughs) For yeah, as my offenses. head rolls away, I'm going to be thinking, boy, that's ironic. So the, the term Committee of Public Safety has got quite the history of not making the public safe, like not considering it a big deal that your child is being transported around as a sex slave. It's just unbelievable. Non-Calunicornians, forgive me for this. This will take 20 seconds, but I want to name the Democrats on the committee who voted against it before they were caught. 
Uh, Reginald Byron Jones Sawyer is the chair. Explain Mia Barta, yourself. the wife of the incompetent and crooked attorney general. Yes. God, you should have to explain that. Isaac Bryan, Liz Ortega, previously mentioned, Miguel Santiago, and Rick Chavez all voted in favor of child sex slavery, rape slavery for children. I hope you're proud of yourselves. I don't know what I was thinking. I was in a weird mood, and I just thought, you know, child sex slavery should be okay. But in further looking back on it, I... On Tuesday, I made a bad decision. Voting against legislation targeting really bad people who traffic children was wrong. So I want to know about the forces they were trying to please by trying to keep that a minor offense. I think it's the utterly unrealistic, bizarre belief among the far left that all imprisonment is wrong. These people only oh. steal because they're forced into, de- into desperation. I was thinking it was more of the all crazy sex is okay. You just don't want to come down on anything ever. I, I think that there's an element of that as well. Uh, I claim that Scott Weiner of San Francisco is probably lurking behind this in some way. I do not have any solid information that that's true. He wants to eliminate all sexual barriers of all sorts. Um, But uh, I do not have, like I said, I don't have anything directly tying him to this. And the fact that the Senate, the state Senate, unanimously voted in favor of this bill would suggest that the, the, the full insanity of being against it is pretty well known in California. How this happened, who knows? What's the point of having a government? If you don't see one of their core duties to be to protect children from sex slavery. Yeah. This is at a time when various reparation acts are making their way through California in a state that didn't have slaves. And it was 180 years ago or whatever. And uh, and they want to make right that you got sex slaves currently and you don't want to punish the people who are doing it. All right. Right now, some of the Democrats on the committee are saying, well, uh, this bill needs considerable work, uh, but we've granted it reconsideration. Uh, Yeah. okay. Why are people leaving California by the tens of thousands? I'll give you a hint. It ain't just the high housing costs. Anyway, uh, Gavi Newsom desperate since he is definitely running for president this term. Uh, desperate to get this overcome before that uh, wildfire turns into a major conflagration. Yeah, I wonder, do you think Gavin would have uh, jumped into this if he weren't running for president, or would he have let it go? You know, uh, and I'm not not trying to claim he's personally soft on uh, child sex slavery, although he might be, I don't know. You want my honest answer? I'm going to disappoint as a conservative talk show host. Uh, Gavi is a liar and he's a phony, but he's not stupid and he loves his children. Uh, I think he probably is outraged by this. He can't believe what lunatics there are in the assembly. (laughs) It is outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. The other reporting, I don't remember where I read it, is how much of, uh, the infrastructure of a campaign Gavin Newsom has been putting in place so that it'll be pretty turnkey when the moment comes to have an operation going. 
Yeah, well, and he's been traveling around the entire country. This is, this is like it's, it's, explaining how to save the union. It's kind of hilarious that 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 we or anybody's even speculating on any of this. I mean, the president's a million years old and doesn't know where he is. Gavin Newsom is running ads in Florida and Ohio and Michigan and Wisconsin. All the I mean, swing states. I don't know I, the ad rates for a I wonder what's <laughs> happening. An inside source says that maybe. You know, there's a uh, there's a great uh, song by Cracker. The fabulous David Lowry wrote it called "Ain't That Strange," and it's a guy trying to figure out if his girlfriend's playing around on him, and um, and it's it's dryly hilarious because there are whiskers in his sink, Philly blunts in his car ashtray. His girlfriend goes off to visit Granny, and she brings her nightclub clothes. Oh, geez. You know, it's. Yeah, it's a story about how how do you not get this? It's a song about it. I, I'm reminded of that song when I look at what's going on between Biden and, and Gavi. When you spell it out, it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Mm. Well, um, spicy if, times, if folks. You haven't, this should be interesting. If you haven't heard the insider nugget we've got on Joe Biden's mental state or why the Secret Service may have shut down their investigation and the poor reporting all the way around around the whole cocaine in the White House story. Yeah, we need to hear that again. You should stick around for that. We'll get to that this hour. Among other things, stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I didn't mean to imply in my tweet that I'm looking for a ride to the Dead and Company show. I guess that the way I worded my tweet, it sounded my tweet, it sounded like I was looking for a ride. I'm not. Um, wow. Because I said, is anybody going to the Dead and Company show? Their final three shows in a long, strange trip it's been history of the Grateful Dead coming to an end this weekend in San Francisco where they started. Tickets are expensive and hard to get. They're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I said, is anybody going? And I guess people interpreted it as me asking if somebody could give me a ride. Hey, I, throw on your Daisy Dukes and hitchhike. That's a great idea, Jack. I ride with random listeners. Yes, I should do that. Uh, I've actually done stuff like that once or twice and had a fantastic time. You could be a fantastic There's a vetting time. process. Yeah, you could end up dismembered <laughs> or sexed up. <laughs> or both. Um, uh, so coming up, among other things I'd like to get to is, uh, 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 I, who is this guy? A historian, maybe? Uh, he has a list of things being ignored by the media that will be f- discussed by historians. Things happening right now that people are not talking about, but will be talked about in 100 years. Thought it was really intriguing. Uh, and, and also, Jack, with some details on uh, Joseph Biden's declining mental state. but And the cocaine been, story, how that's uh, not quite right. what you think it is. We've been very hardcore, very newsy, very serious, though. And so we thought we would give you a little treat. This is a neighbor in San Diego trying to return his neighbor's cat. You're upset because we made friends with your cat, sir? You're keeping it in your no, yard. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not even in my yard right now. How, what am I doing? The, the, the gate's open. You're unreasonable people. You're holding our cat. How? I'm not even in there. I want you to explain how. If, go in your yard and say, Mercury, go home. Don't come in our yard anymore. She they will want not you to... She's a cat. She doesn't speak English. Oh, really? This doesn't mean go home? No. Huh? Hand huh? signals don't mean anything. It's a cat, dude. Really? Okay. Cat pervert. I have cat done pervert. I've done nothing cat to bring pervert. this. This dude, he's, he's lost it. He's lost it. You know what? There's a crime about you harboring my cat. What crime is that? It's against the law. What crime is that? It's called harboring an animal. I can understand being angry if my cat was in your yard. You're angry because your cat is in my yard. You could just send my cat home. No, I can't. I don't speak cat, dude. <laughs> if that went on for 20 more minutes, that wouldn't be enough. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Harboring I a cat. I hope a cat pervert. That'll be a meme for the rest of our lives. Cat pervert. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope we didn't cut anything out of that, Michael, because, yes, another hour of that would be fine. <laughs> oh, I, I have a feeling we're going to have to hear that again. That is hilarious, and I like the way the guy presented it. I can understand why you'd be angry if my cat was in your yard, <laughs> but you're angry because your cat is in my yard. 
You know, I'm up for, I just want to hear it again. Right. You're upset because we made friends with your cat, sir? You're keeping it in your no, yard. No, I'm not. And it's I'm, our cat. I'm not even in my yard right now. How, what am I doing? The, the, the gate's open. You're unreasonable people. You're holding our cat. How? I'm not even in there. I want you to explain how. If, go in your yard and say, Mercury, go home. Don't come in our yard anymore. She they will want not listen. To- She's a cat. She doesn't speak English. Oh, cat. really? This doesn't mean go home? No. Huh? Hand huh? signals don't mean anything. It's a cat, dude. Really? Okay. Cat pervert. I have cat done pervert. I've done nothing cat to bring this. This dude, he's lost it. He's lost it. You know what? There's a crime about you harboring my cat. What crime is that? It's against the law. What crime is that? It's called harboring an animal. I can understand being angry if my cat was in your yard. You're angry because your cat is in my yard. You could just send my cat home. No, I can't. I don't speak cat news. <laughs> Harboring an animal. <laughs> that is one of my favorite tapes ever. I know. Wow. Well, wow. Do we have a nomination for the clip of the Ooh, year? Wow. It's clearly on the short list. Cat pervert. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. There was so much to enjoy there. That is a good one. You would be you'd be quite quickly aware of the fact I'm dealing with somebody that cannot be reasoned with. Uh, but you, yeah, it'd be kind of fun to just see how far is this going to go with this weirdo. I don't speak cat, dude. <laughs> Tell him to come home. Tell Mercury. Say Mercury, go home. What? <laughs> I didn't know his name was Mercury or her. And wow, uh, wow. Well, that was enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. You would be discomfited (laughs) with that conversation of how things are going to go from here on out. It's disturbing if that's your neighbor. It's terrifying if that's the president of the United States. Oh, nice transition. Thank you. I'm here all week. Cat pervert. You miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. We have more on the president coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If Biden decided to step aside and you had all the other candidates, whether it's Vice President Harris or Governor Newsom in California, Governor Whitmer, it would be a mess. I mean, it would be a real civil war of a primary. And that's, I think, what 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 is keeping Democrats aligned with President Biden. That's Josh yeah, Krashauer of Axios yeah. on CNN. The, the, this is when you know it's a big story. The lead story on Fox is what CNN is talking about, because it's such a big deal. CNN reporting that top Democrats say Biden ain't going to run. I was too gentle on Josh Kroshauer the first time we heard that clip. Number one, did you seriously say Kamala Harris? She's not running for president. <clears throat> I think the, that, I and, do, and secondly, I, the, 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 the crazy wild primary thing, the Democratic Party won't let it happen. They're very good at ensuring the result they want. I do agree with you. I think the whole... How would you move out the first black female vice president easily? That's how. And nobody's going to care. And if anybody does care, and then you run your guy against Trump, they'll stop caring. Right, and it'll go back to being Trump, yes or no. Right. I I think that's the most overblown part of this whole conversation over the last couple of years. How would you possibly angle out Kamala Harris easily? You just say, we're not going to, she ain't, she ain't the heir apparent. She doesn't have a high enough approval rating. People don't like her don't anyway. You don't have to say anything. You just move on to the next right. person. Right. So that was a lead into this. The cocaine story, and I didn't know, I don't know how big a deal the cocaine story is. I haven't been paying that much attention to it, but I noticed the the, the big morning shows in the networks, Good Morning America, and that sort of thing, they, 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 they put it right up toward the beginning that the Secret Service announced yesterday they've closed the investigation. They have no idea who did it. Okay. So uh, I got a source, and you'll just have to trust me on this. They know what they're talking about, or I wouldn't be passing it along. The whole corporate media report on the cocaine thing was odd. So I'll read what this person told told me. Corporate media reported the cocaine was found in a locker area in the West Wing, 
where tour guests store their items. This is just not true. The White House is not a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit with a cubby to store your shoes. I think that was funny. There are no public tours of the West Wing, and those cubbies are small cell phone lockers where people put their phones prior to entering the skiff. That's the sensitive compartmented information facility that people call skiffs. Anybody accessing those lockers near the Situation Room would have been a White House pass holder or a Biden. Bidens don't need passes. Now, a pass holder can give a tour of the West Wing, typically after hours and when the POTUS is out of town, but guests would have no business using those lockers, and they're with the pass holder the entire time. In short, it wasn't a member of the public or a guest. It was either somebody who works there and has a pass or the Bidens, period. Hmm. This will be a surprise to many, but there aren't cameras covering every square inch of the interior of the White House. That is a surprise to me. I can see why you wouldn't want that, though. Oh, yeah. If they fell into the wrong hands, that'd be terrible. But, yeah, I'd assume that they did, too. So this is this is very informative. Outside, of course, is a separate thing altogether as it's acres of land. But inside, cameras are not needed when there are bodies physically assigned to post throughout the complex so it's not like you can go get footage and see who was at the lockers prior to the cocaine being discovered, as I had been saying. I was just guessing, but I was wrong. Uh, however, every pass holder scans in and out of the complex, and the Secret Service keeps a log of where every family member is. And this is, I thought this was more important. There's radio traffic on the complex that is recorded between Secret Service agents. They're constantly saying, you know, Hunter's walking down the hallway. He just went in the bathroom or whatever. You got to know where he is at all times, as this person said. Um, if there's a fence jumper or a rogue aircraft or something, people need to know where the, know where the protectees are. All of the Bidens on the complex at all times, so they can get them to a more secure location immediately. So yeah, there, except they don't say that. Yeah, but they don't say Hunter Biden. They all have cool code names, like uh, Joe Biden's probably Great Grandpotus. And uh, and uh, Kamala Harris is probably that stupid idiot. <laughs> That's her code name. <laughs> Hunter is crackhead. Jill is fake PhD. <laughs> fake PhD is approaching the awful. That stupid idiot is now exiting. Come on. It looks like crackheads going to the bathroom again. Come on, man. <laughs> Where were we? Where nice. were we? Oh, um, fingerprints. People talked about fingerprints. In order to use fingerprints or DNA... And it's very unlikely you could get that from a plastic bag. You would need a sample to compare it to. And the Bidens aren't going to allow anyone to get Hunter's DNA. Any prints would likely come back unusable from a plastic bag. Uh, and then threw in this nugget, which I thought was interesting and I had forgotten. How, so, many, how many hookers around America could donate Hunter's DNA if it's You, needed? you. <laughs> how many Motel 6 bedsheets? Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Best to move along. <laughs> Um, so Hunter, and this source brings up this information, Hunter joined the military, the, uh, uh, volunteered to join the Navy in February of 2014, while his dad, Joe, was vice president. He enlisted as an ensign in 01, the lowest officer, which is, which is, which is okay, this person says, in his 40s. I had forgotten that he joined the Navy in his 40s mm. that sounds like a rash i've got to get my act together my dad my my brother's a military hero thing doesn't it sound to you like an emotional 
outburst wow. of some sort. Given that's the fact, an interesting thought. No, yeah. it's got to be, given the fact that he obviously wasn't clean because he got kicked out for doing drugs. So he joins the military in his 40s. He had to get a waiver to do so, which I'm sure is not a problem when your dad is the vice president. He doesn't even make it through a year before failing the drug test. This person says... My question is, how many drug tests did Hunter fail before he was booted? How much cover did his dad run for him before he could do no more? Don't know that, but certainly possible. It wouldn't have been easy to just boot the president's son out of the military for using drugs, which was going to be, you know, public information. Right. You know, it's this is a bit of a tangent, but I went digging into more information about his uh, career in the military, and, and Reuters has a fact check. Hunter Biden's military discharge was not dishonorable. And they go into how, yeah, he failed a drug test repeatedly or whatever. And uh, But no, it was a, uh, he was handed a less severe administrative administrative discharge. Yeah, because he's the, the Veep's kid at the time or the... Yeah, vice president's son at the time. Yeah, please stop it. Fact check. Fact check yourself. <laughs> uh... So this person said their biggest concern is for the Secret Service and how it makes them look like they're being used or collusive when they can, uh, the way this is um, unfolded. Bringing up the issue of Hunter's gun. The corporate media still hasn't dug down on this. When the police department there went to recover the gun Hunter had had in his possession and his girlfriend slash sister-in-law disposed of in a dumpster. Do you remember that story? And it ended up the PD had it, and then they traced it back to to Hunter. Um, The Secret Service showed up and tried to get the gun from the local police. The locals declined, but as as this person says, the Secret Service had zero business trying to retrieve that gun. What this reveals is a new culture in the Secret Service. And then he gets into the, this person gets into the explanation of how there is a vice presidential Secret Service detail and a presidential Secret Service detail. One is seen as more prestigious than the other. The people in the vice presidential detail get jealous of or angry at the people that the presidential detail where, well, Biden brought his old vice president Secret Service detail with him to the presidency. So those people Mm -hmm. are there now. And uh, and one of the bosses is the one of those people became the boss, and so there's definitely the possibility that the Secret Service is running some sort of interference for Hunter and the Biden family. It's certainly a possibility. Hmm. Um, but here's my favorite part of it, and I hope you stuck around for this. And again, this is from a uh, this person puts very in capital letters a very reliable source staff at the White House. Biden recently approached one of his PPD agents, that's Secret Service assigned to him. Biden recently approached approached one of his agents and asked, what city are we in? Well, that wouldn't be a big deal, except for they were uh, in the White House outside the Oval Office at the time. And this person said that wasn't even the worst of it, but they wouldn't elaborate. Wow. For obvious reasons. That's not the worst of it. That's bad enough. Well... The fact that Joe Biden in uh, in a two and a half years of being president has skipped three of the evening dinners with NATO, a couple of them while NATO is basically at war with Russia, not going to the dinners. He can't do very many hours per day. He no. Just and as we brought up earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, sundowner syndrome is a thing with Alzheimer's where as the day progresses, particularly in the evening, the 
the person's faculties decline, sometimes severely. Well, they're trying to, and they should. I don't mind this cover-up, although if it's bad enough, he shouldn't be president. Yeah. I mean, he should step down. Jill or Hunter or somebody close to him, you know, his chief of staff should say, look, you can't be president anymore if you're not going to volunteer, then I've got to... 25th Amendment, go to the press, something. I mean, that would be the patriotic thing to do. If he's as bad as this, because what they're trying to protect him from is, you know, pulling a maneuver like that with TV cameras rolling with other heads of state. Well, that would be dangerous. I mean, history changing national security, dangerous. Absolutely. Uh, and I am saying this 100% sincerely as a patriot and a lover of my country and the father of children who are going to grow up in it. We have an enormous problem, and that is that the vice president is a moron. <laughs> Kamala Harris cannot possibly be the president of the United I, States. The thought is is absurd. You're right, but I think if you said um, is not qualified for the job, I, I just think that... They, 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 what are you, sound the like FBI? You're not, what are you, Twitter? You're going to censor me now? It sounds like you're not, uh, I don't know, got an axe to grind or something. Oh, okay, you're right. It's fair criticism. <laughs> I believe the vice president is utterly unqualified for the office of the presidency, since she's a moron. <laughs> because she's a moron. And everyone knows it. <laughs> and everyone knows it. <laughs> Holy cats, that's why. Oh, man, I hope we make it. To January of 25, friends. That's a long damn time. It is. And he he has, I mean, he the, the, the digression or whatever word you would use has been pretty quick. Can you imagine if it was your dad or your grandfather? And some of you have dealt with this, and my heart goes out to you. It's utterly tragic. It's heartbreaking and tragic. Um, I've had friends deal with Alzheimer's and that sort of thing. Um if you had to make a bet that, well, I think he, maybe he can keep it together till January of 2025. Oh, my God. that yeah, That's a good way to put it, because that sounds crazy. Ugh. If my dad was in the same position as Joe Biden, like had been two and a half years ago what Joe Biden was, you know, able to skip across the stage and sound mm-hmm. like a, you know, much younger man, to what he is now, I'd be worried every time I saw, you know, my loved one who is in that situation that this might be the last time or, you know, st- having conversations with people about a home or something. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be. You certainly Planning wouldn't on think everything being fine for 18 months. You certainly wouldn't think, well, and what is even that? You're just needing to get to January 2025. The ruse we're supposed to believe is that he can do it until January of 29 which I've been calling absurd for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, we have a serious problem. I've, I've made yeah, this case before. I will make it again. It is a historic challenge. Yeah, the Kamala thing, that does clarify why they don't... Because it would be difficult if he immediately steps down. Well, if he steps down, Kamala's president. So he can't step down. So my whole, my whole, the chief of staff should be a patriot and come and say he steps down. He can't put Gavin Newsom in. There isn't a constitutional road for that to put right. somebody more competent in there. Not that I'd be pleased to have Gavin all of a sudden be president, but um, uh, there's no way to do that. So you have to keep him propped up. Wow, that's a tough situation. I don't know what the answer is there. Well, Body in the double. next. 
the next uh, in line. Uh, very good idea, Michael. Thank you for offering it. Uh, and then the next in line of succession is a member of the other party, the Speaker of the House. Body double. Um, yeah, he's got to announce he's not running and stay president because even old him is better than Kamala, I think. Uh, stay with us. More to come. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. From the text line, guys, cat pervert made me spit out my coffee. I was laughing so hard. Still am. God, that felt so good. I'll be laughing all day long. We might have to play that again in hour four. It was that good. Cat pervert? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm with you, my brother and or sister. That uh, lifted my heart. Absolutely (laughs) hilarious. Man, we just don't have enough time to squeeze in all the great stuff, all the fabulous emails about uh, the term bonus hole. Oh. And uh, including several praising the fabulous Katie Green and her uh, contributions to the show. Um, But I wanted to squeeze this in. Uh, It's a Twitter thread I came across. uh, And the theme from uh, George Mack is what is ignored or neglected by the media but will be studied by historians? And I think he updates this now and again. Um, and, and there are 25 examples. We don't have time for all of them, certainly not to consider them in full, but I just found it so thought-provoking. The shiny objects of the news get so much attention and the really important stuff going on gets ignored. For instance, in 1950, there were about 630 Americans out of 100,000 in a mental hospital. 630. Now there are about 20 Wow. Okay. Wow. Say what you want about that. And mm-hmm. comparing, uh, with, and I'm sorry, it was actually just after 2000 that the they used the numbers for. With, by all indications, way more mental illness than we had in the 50s. And uh, right before 1950, we had about 110 people per 100,000 in prison. 110. Now it's 600. We've emptied out the mental hospitals and filled the prisons with a lot of mentally ill people. Not exclusively mentally ill people, obviously. There's a hell of a lot of criminals in there. But there are a lot of people who just can't not misbehave because they're mentally ill. Interesting. Yeah, I'd like to know how much of that is, you know, because of mental illness. I mean, there, there are more people committing crimes now than in the 50s. I don't think anybody would argue against that, would they? No. I don't think so, no. Uh, here's another one. The rise of negative media. Since 2010, the ma- the media massively increased headlines that use fear, anger, disgust, and sadness. And I could cite the study and all in the background. I've got it right in front of me. But um, it has also decreased articles of neutrality or joy. It's no surprise that few media outlets are covering this meta point. Partly because of intense competition in the rise of the Internet, negativity gets more clicks. Fear, anger, disgust, and sadness get more clicks than anything else. So they're leaning on them. Mm. Here's another one for you. The aging population crisis. We have talked about this a lot. Um, 70% of countries on Earth are now below the required population replacement levels. 70%? You need 2.1 babies per mother. To maintain a population, 2.1. The U.S. is at 1.64. Germany's at 1.53. Japan's at 1.34. China's at 1.28. And Korea's at 0.84. Wow. Wow. That's why Elon says that's the biggest problem the world's got, is depopulation. 
Yes. Yeah, he's right. I'm not sure how big a problem it is. It'll change a lot of things. Yeah. It's a problem if you have young workers supporting old retirees, for sure. But then finally, I just thought this was this is a very basic thing that's worth remembering. It's it's called the notability bias. Things make the news because they're notable. If they happen all the time, they're not notable. They're much more important, but you don't hear about them. For instance, 67% of deaths are from heart disease, cancer, and road incidents. And, for instance, the New York Times barely covers these topics. So two-thirds of deaths, give me that list again. Heart disease, cancer, and dying in traffic. So those three things take two-thirds. That's interesting. But you have huge numbers of headlines out of proportion about terrorism, homicide, suicide, that sort of thing. Right. It's more exciting. We do four hours. If you miss an hour, they're all fabulous. Grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.